Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode of Locked On Blue Jays, Toronto Blue Jays head to the Bronx to take on the hated New York Yankees for a three-game series this weekend. In today's episode, we're going to deep dive and get you set for all three games. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Craig Ballard. I am Locked On Blue Jays. I am thankful that you've chosen to spend part of your day talking Toronto Blue Jay baseball with me. And for those everydayers who are making Locked On Blue Jay podcasts their first podcast listen each day, people like Connor Steven want to give a shout out and say thank you for that. I see and I appreciate you. For our some of our new YouTube subscribers, Roll With The Tide. Now, Roll With The Tide has an Alabama logo as well. So my dad's a huge Alabama fan. So I'm thinking we could get along. Uh, also, Rodolfo and Lindsey Reyes definitely want to welcome you guys. Hit that subscribe if you're taking this in on YouTube. If you know a a family member, friend, you know, I, I joke, your your you're Uber driver, you name it, you run into somebody who's a Toronto Blue Jay fan. Put the Lockdown Blue Jay podcast in their hands. Let let's grow this thing together. Yankees, Yankees hosting the Blue Jays this weekend for a three game series. Oh boy, do I, I do I have to stop myself every time I'm about to say Yankees? I want to throw in the hated New York Yankees because my gosh, my god, that's part of Blue Jay fandom, right? That, that That's built into it. You definitely have a hatred for the New York Yankees. We know they're good. We know, you know, there's going to be a certain level of respect for them. And truth be told, this group of Yankees, some of them anyway, right? Like Aaron Judge is not, not your typical Yankee jerk. Uh, Anthony Volpe, some of these younger guys they're bringing up as well. I don't know. It's it's, it's kind of easy to like them. So I, <laughs> I of course, I, I don't want to. And, and I'm not, oh, and I'm not about to. Hopefully that's not an omen. Our Blue Jay helmet just fell behind us. Hopefully that's not an omen, right? Hopefully that's just gravity doing its thing. As <laughs> not an omen of what we're about to see in this weekend series. Now, what we're going to see in this weekend series kicks off with Yusei Kikuchi on the mound against, very likely against Domingo Herman. I say very likely. As of now, the Yankees haven't locked in their starters for this weekend. But if you go by the rotation, what, what has been happening, then it certainly looks like it's going to be Domingo Herman. We know it's going to be Kikuchi for the Blue Jays. So you say Kikuchi, believe it or not, he's now 8-7 and seven overall as a Toronto Blue Jay. So he himself has a winning record. Now, of course, the problem, the his ERA as a Toronto Blue Jay remains completely unacceptable it's over five last season jose barrios had a big era for the blue jays but they were 23 and 9 in games that he started well this season you say kikuchi big era for the jays at 4.7 but the blue jays have won all three of his starts last time out i was at that game thanks to game co we're going to talk about game co in a moment here last that was on the saturday a home game against tampa bay and from my seats, I, I, was, I was right in the uh, where, where the Jays bullpen is in left field, so I had a nice little angle of, of Kikuchi. Oh boy, he was living on the corners. And if you've seen, if you've been to the new Rogers Center re renovations now, and you know what I'm talking about, where I'm sitting in the right field, uh, uh, sorry, the, uh, the the left field home run stands there where the Blue Jays bullpen is. It, the bullpen is right there. The, the raised elevated bullpens, it's right there, right beside you. you. Could reach out and try to shake Kikuchi's hands when he was warming up, and I could see even in warm up. Stuff looked pretty good, and what I liked was it was living on the corners. More of that, please, you say. More of that, please, you say. Kikuchi was great as a rookie at Yankee Stadium, but since, since oh boy, <laughs> he's been hit there since then. He's made two starts as a Blue Jay last season at Yankee Stadium. Blue Jays lost both of those games. Kikuchi overall at Yankee Stadium last season as a starter, eight and two-thirds innings pitched, four earned runs, seven hits, seven strikeouts, five walks typical of what we've seen when Kikuchi gets in trouble, right? The the command 
leaves him. He's he's not pounding the strike zone. He's not he's not filling the strike zone up. Right now, one of those starts, the second one, if I remember correctly, was, was actually, uh, you know what? I was gonna say decent. It was actually downright good. One of his starts at Yankee Stadium last season was actually downright good. He had uh, seven strikeouts in that start. That was the one. It's probably probably too soon. It's probably painful to bring this one up. If you remember that that game where uh, where Aaron Judge hit the three run walk off against Jordan Romano in the bottom of the ninth, that was a Yusei Kikuchi start. Now Kikuchi wasn't in line to get that win, so it didn't mess up anything for Kikuchi per se because uh, it, that was a back and forth game. So by the time Kikuchi had left, the Blue Jays would actually come back rally, and and he wasn't in line for that win. But still, he he did pitch well that game. Kikuchi would later last season make a relief appearance as a Blue Jay at Yankee Stadium. That was in a 9-2 blowout Blue Jays victory. He went one inning. It was so typical of Kikuchi, right? He went one inning, no runs. Well, I hope that's typical of Kikuchi. But what I mean, the typical part was he struck out two in that inning. Kikuchi, even when Kikuchi's struggling, he strikes guys out. He gets his share of strikeouts for sure. But he allowed one hit and one walk. So a lot of base runners in that one. And a lot of traffic and a lot of strikeouts, right? That's, that's what you say Kikuchi has been. Now, this season, one, I think you might say glass half empty for Kikuchi and the Blue Jays in this game. One thing we'll have to keep an eye on anyway is you say Kikuchi, for whatever reason, so far this season, he's allowing way more fly balls than he usually does. And we know that Yankee Stadium, that's not the place to be yielding fly balls, right? Yankee Stadium allows home runs. Those fly balls that are out in, in so many other stadiums are touch them all home runs at Yankee Stadium. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. This season, the Yankees have only faced three lefties. They're just one and two against lefties. How about Kikuchi versus Aaron Judge? Well, my God, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see a pop-up, a ground ball, a fly ball. It's when these two get together, Kikuchi either strikes out Judge, walks Judge, or Judge hits a home run. It's you, like way more often than not one of those three uh, results when it's Kikuchi versus Judge. Now, the Yankees have Giancarlo Stanton out with an injury right now, so they've got Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu hitting in the middle of that lineup. That's not going to be a problem for them, it, at least on paper. That, that looks good for them against Yusei Kikuchi, as Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu have owned Yusei. They're 15 for 37 combined. It's a 4 or 5 batting average. So you, the, 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 this is going to be a bit of a gauntlet lineup for, for you say the, the, the top of it anyway, even at the leadoff spot, you have 21 year old rookie shortstop, Anthony Volpe. Now on the surface, you see he's only hitting barely over 200, hitting 204 on the season, but over the last week, over the last maybe about 10 days or so hitting over 300 during that span. And it's on base percentages, almost 500 during that span. He's getting hits. He's getting walks. They wanted him to be that spark, that table setter at the top of this lineup. The last week and a half or so, he's been that. Domingo Herman. I hope you're booing. I'm booing. I, I can't stand Domingo Herman. He's on the mound for the Yankees. Nothing to like about this guy. Domestic abuse suspension. So right out the gate, we see nothing to like about this guy. Now, he, Domingo Herman was the one that uh, in his last start, do, do you remember he was caught? Caught with sticky stuff on his hand, told to go wash his hands. Like, just incredible. There was this big, huge conversation. All the Yankees were involved for some reason in this conversation with the umpire. The umpire completely inexplicably let Herman go wash his hands as if that's part of the rule, right? You get caught with something, you're gone. The only person that was ejected in this whole ridiculous scenario was Rocco Baldelli, the Minnesota Twins manager, because he was just incredulous. He just couldn't believe it. Like, what? Where in the rules does it say anything about about a warning. You caught him cheating, yes? That's an ejection. How is he allowed to wash his hand and continue? Anyway, I, I could really go off on this. I was I was really upset. And again, it's 
it, well, I was going to say it's because it was Domingo Herman. No, that you know, any Yankee being able to get away with that's going to be upsetting. But of, of all people to be getting away with cheating, Domingo Herman, please, didn't, didn't like that at all. Now, the spin rates after Herman was caught and was forced to wash his hands were noticeably down, noticeably down. So clearly something was up. Now, his hopefully his season effectiveness will be off now as well as 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 umpires are are in on him, and I think that uh, that umpires are were very embarrassed. They had to be very embarrassed by the way that that they handled that Herman and the sticky stuff last time out. So I do think they'll have extra eyes, extra scrutiny on him. I hope in this game anyway. Vlad, Matt Chapman, and and Kevin Kiermeyer, they've all homered off Herman, so that's good news. But Combined, they're six for 30, so it's been real feast or famine for those three. Not sure what the Blue Jays will do at second base in this game, in game one of the series, the Friday night game, because Bijou and Witt are both, they're each 0 for 6 against Herman in their career. Bo Bichette, now Bo Bichette has struggled at Yankee Stadium, never hit well at Yankee Stadium, but he has homered off Herman at Yankee Stadium, and overall is 3 for 8 with a double and a pair of home runs off Domingo Herman. So hopefully Bo going to continue to, to his, his good start to the season at Yankee Stadium, maybe be maybe do some of the heavy lifting in this weekend series for the Blue Jays. Now, Herman's curveball has been unhittable. Again, we're going to have to see, was that because of the sticky stuff? Overall, he's generated twice as many strike threes from the curve, more than twice as many strike threes from his curve than his other pitches combined. The curve's been dominant. Again, sticky stuff. I don't know. Let's see how that plays out. Now, the, the he... he his fastball has been getting hit, but I mean, we just saw the Blue Jays in that in that Astros series. They were awful against the fastball, completely ineffective. So that's going to have to be much better, not just against Herman in the series in general. Now, Herman had one road start this season. He was smashed, but his two starts at Yankee Stadium, 11 innings pitched. Or, I beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 innings pitched, 19 strikeouts. Now, again, I'm going to say and how much of that is due to the sticky stuff, hopefully a lot of it, <laughs> and then hopefully that's been nipped in the bud right now, but I'm going to have to admit he's been very, very impressive so far at home. Now, I mentioned that I went to that game the other day, that Blue Jays uh, Rays game uh, on Saturday, got my tickets through GameCo. Well, I'm always asked, you know, uh, through GameTime, sorry, uh, GameTime.co, and I'm always asked, uh, especially for Blue Jay tickets, you know, hey, Craig, my, my schedule freed up, you know, the something fell off, you know, whatever it is. Now I can actually, I'll actually want to go to the Blue Jay game tonight. Do you, do you have any links on tickets? We're going to get some last minute tickets. Yeah. Gametime.co. That's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever near you. Killer deals, last minute tick on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Now, what are some things that, that I enjoyed about the game time app experience? Got great tickets on a flash deal. Very easy to buy. I'm not good at things like this. So how user-friendly it was, was, was a big deal for me. Just got to the ballpark. It was right on my phone, scanned it, went in. Bob was my uncle and, and, and had a great time and, and was so appreciative that the game time app was so easy to use. Now, so forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. I literally got mine day of. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. So if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Coming right up, we're going to let's deep dive game two 
of this Saturday. Uh, sorry, of this uh, three game three uh, three game weekend series: Jays, Yankees, and Game Two, the Saturday game. Alec Manoa versus Garrett Cole. Whoa, let's get into it. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays, back with you. Let's dive into the Saturday game, Toronto Blue Jays at Yankee Stadium. That's the second time that we've been taping this, uh, the Yankees, Yankees Blue Jays preview that the Blue Jay helmet has fallen in the background. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> please do not let, please do not have that be an omen. My goodness, it's fallen twice. Does that mean we're going to lose at least two of these games? I really hope not. I hate the New York Yankees so much. Oh, man, I need a good series, right? I need a good series here from the Blue Jays in the Bronx. Hopefully, that's just a funny anecdote, a funny something that happened right in the podcast here. I hope that is not an omen. My goodness. But if things are going to get wonky on a next level, like fisticuffs, it's going to be in this Saturday game. You'll remember now, this is Alec Manoa versus Garrett Cole. Words were exchanged last season between these two pitchers. So this game is going to be spicy for sure. Will we see fireworks, fisticuffs? How animated and you know action-packed will it get? This one is, a, a, I believe, 107 p.m. first pitch, 105 p.m. I think the Yankees play their home games on Saturday. 105 p.m. Eastern first pitch. It's Make your plans on Saturday to watch this game. Now, you know we would only ever want to have open, honest conversations here at Locked on Blue Jays. So as much as we hate the Yankees, as much as we hate Garrett Cole, we have to acknowledge he has been spectacular. Not good, not great, spectacular so far in 2023. Already three and zero at Yankee Stadium. He's won all three of his starts there. Twenty one in the third pit. Twenty one in the third innings pitched at home. One run allowed. One run allowed. Twenty one in the third pitch innings pitched at Yankee Stadium. Only eight hits and six walks allowed versus twenty nine strikeouts. Garrett Cole's WHIP walks and hits per innings pitched at Yankee Stadium zero point six five six. I'm not sure I've ever in my life seen a WHIP that low. He's simply not allowing hits or walks. He's simply not allowing base runners so far at Yankee Stadium. Um, in any ballpark this season, he has yet to allow a home run. Right-handed hitters have an OPS of 332 against him. I want to say again, I've never seen a number that low before. That's an OPS, right? He's 332. Righties so far this season have five singles against Garrett Cole. That's it. Doubles, triples, uh-uh. Five singles. Lefties, lefties OPS is 441. Again, I'm going to say like just an minuscule, incredibly impressive number. Lefties so far have five singles against Garrett Cole and three doubles. That's it. That's it. On top of that, overall in his career at Yankee Stadium, he's been awesome. Oh boy. Garrett Cole's worst pitch so far this season. And I have to put worst pitch in quotes because it's his curveball. Opponents are hitting 182 versus the curveball. 182 versus the curveball. That's 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 his worst pitch this season. My goodness, he's been absolutely dominant against most Blue Jays in this lineup in his career. Cole has been dominant. Brendan Belt four for eighteen with five strikeouts, so more strikeouts than hits against Cole. Bo Bichette six for thirty-seven strikeouts, so more strikeouts than hits against Garrett Cole for Bo. Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman is four for twenty-seven with fourteen strikeouts against Garrett Cole. Pardon me. Holy moly, Kevin Kiermeyer. Five for 34. That's a 147 batting average. Five for 34 versus Garrett Cole. 17 strikeouts. 
holy moly, Kevin Biggio, three for 15, nine strikeouts. Like, this is just all eye pop emoji domination by Garrett Cole. Now, so how about some good news, Craig, please? Oh, my gosh, you're flooding us with the glass half empty. How about some glass half full? Well, Santiago Espinal has hit Garrett Cole pretty well in his career. Either catcher, Danny Jansen or Alejandro Kirk, whoever's the catcher on Saturday, either one of them have hit well against against the Garrett Cole. Uh, Whit Merrifield, who's hot, has hit well against Garrett Cole. And George Springer, who needs to get going, has hit well against Eric Cole. And, of course, the main attraction, Slim Daddy Vladdy himself, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., owns Garrett Cole. Nine for 26 career. That's a 346 average. Two of those nine hits were doubles. Two of those nine hits were home runs. Now Cole, I mean, strikes out just about every other Blue Jay. Vlad's only struck out against Garrett Cole three times. And we've seen multiple at-bats with Garrett Cole and Vlad where Garrett Cole has literally tipped his hat to the job that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. does against him. Other side of the coin, our guy, Alec Manoa, right? Our guy, Alec Manoa. A minus 0.4 war so far this season for Manoa. Wow. Garrett Coles is at 1.6. Only Shohei Otani is better in all of baseball. So on paper, my goodness. In 2022, righties hit 159 with five home runs against Alec Manoa. 159 is completely dominant. In 2023, righties are hitting 343 with a 982 OPS against Alec Manoa. That is unacceptable and unacceptable. That that's that's just incredible. Five walks and six strikeouts. So only one more strikeout than walks against righties. Last season. He walked 11 righties total, struck out 97 of them. What is that? Uh, what is that? A nine to one ratio on, on strikeouts to walks against righties last season. This season, he has one more strikeout than walk. It, it's, it's been unrecognizable for the big fella early on. He's thrown one thing I want to suggest here. He's thrown 48 changeups all season. They've all been to lefties. Hasn't thrown one single changeup to righties. Maybe that's something that, 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 that could help him with righties. My goodness. It's the numbers are staggering. Uh, we, we talked about, Cole's batting average against uh, all of his pitches, all four of his pitches being in the hundreds. Well, Alec Manoa's forcing fastball is like that. Opponents hitting in the hundreds off it. But his other three pitches, opponents are hitting in the three, pardon, three hundreds against it. <sighs> New Yankee Franchi Cordero has hit Manoa. Rizzo has four hits, all singles versus Manoa. M Manoa traditionally has done well against the Yankees. Uh, how about Aaron Judge? Aaron Judge has hit a home run off Alec Manoa, but... It's the only success he's had. He's one for 16 with six strikeouts against Alec Manoa. New York catchers are combined 0 for 9 with three strikeouts versus Manoa. How about we talked about the middle of the lineup with Stanton out. The Yankees are using Gleyber Torres and DJ LeMahieu in the middle of that lineup. Well, they're combined four for 24. One walk, seven strikeouts against Manoa. In his career, he's pitched well at Yankee Stadium. 2-0 with a 1.52 ERA at Yankee Stadium. His whip, walks and hits per innings pitch, is under one at Yankee Stadium. Gets a strikeout per inning at Yankee Stadium. The, the glass half full for Alec Manoa in this game is there. On paper, it's there. If you're like me, then you're sitting the same. But the question is, all of this success, very impressive success that Alec Manoa has had against the New York Yankees, it's all been in the past. What have we seen this season what is the current Alec Manoa bringing to the table that has us confident that that's the Alec Manoa we're going to see on Saturday? It would be glorious if the New York Yankees and Yankee Stadium against Garrett Cole provided the cure for what has been ailing Alec Manoa, but I'm certainly concerned. I'm certainly nervous about that game.
Uh, coming right up, we'll take a look at the Sunday finale, Jays Yankees, and be sure to join me on Monday as we get you set for the series with the Toronto Blue Jays returning home to take on the Chicago White Sox. Going to be joined by Locked On White Sox to deep dive and get you set for that series. Now, right now, I wanted to mention the Pro Baseball GM is one of the cooler games I've played in a while. It, I always thought it could be a great baseball, you know, Major League GM, and it turns out, okay, not all that easy. If you've had the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own franchise, go and download Pro Baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of the franchise. You play through seasons and you lead your franchise and fans to glory as you build your historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff. You manage the team finances, scouting and drafting players. You manage through difficult personalities and injuries, and you navigate your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball Jam is completely free to play. It's playable offline, so you play on the go, as you want, when you want. Locked On Blue Jay listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store, so make sure to check that out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com, Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Let's turn our attention to the Sunday series finale as I sit here and ponder and wonder, what sort of deal do I need to make with the devil so that the Blue Jays are going for the sweep on Sunday? How glorious would that be? The pitching matchup, oh boy, I really like it in Toronto's favor on the Sunday game. Clark Schmidt makes the start for the Yankees. He's being made into a starting pitcher this season, and so far it is not going well. Minus 0.5 war, so that's that's basically what we've seen from Alec Manoa so far this season. His ERA is just a titch under 9. Holy moly. Yankees have lost three of his four starts. Four innings pitched is the longest he's gone this season. All told, 14 and the third innings pitched, 14 runs allowed. 14 and the third innings pitched, 14 runs allowed. Wow. 22 hits, 16 strikeouts for Clark Schmidt. So that is a strikeout per inning pitch. But the sinker and the cut fastball, both of those pitches have been absolutely dealt with by opponents this season. He throws a sweeping curve slider type pitch more than any other pitch now it's been hit as well but that sinker and that cutter wow absolutely getting smoked now the toronto blue jays batters have limited experience versus dave versus clark schmidt all told add it all up a mere two for seven <laughs> now this is the finale and in the astros finale remember they were facing a struggling righty in luis garcia and luis garcia fully dominated the blue jays so <laughs> let's fed attention significantly better on Sunday Blue Jays against this struggling pitcher. Kevin Gosman on the mound for the Blue Jays. Seven run first inning at Houston. I mean, every batter squared up the ball. It was as ugly an inning as you are going to see in baseball. Now he did write the ship. Now he did write the ship. He settled in. What it looked like, it really reminded me of that Chris Bassett start in, in, in St. Louis, where it looked like Bassett was trying to do things early in the count to set up the batters, but the batters weren't just sitting around willing to play Bassett's little reindeer games, right? They were being aggressive on the pitches he was using to set up. They were swinging early in the count. It looked like Gosman was trying to establish his fastball early on his last time out when he gave up those seven runs to Houston, and they were all over it. So from a strategy standpoint, certainly an execution standpoint, but I think the strategy standpoint is what Gosman needs to be better on this time around. Blue Jays just one and two on the road with Gosman on the mound. Gosman pitched at Yankee Stadium last season, Five and two-thirds innings pitched, just two runs on six hits, struck out nine. That's going to work. His career at Yankee Stadium, just a 4-4 four and four record, but a 3.54 ERA. That's not bad at all. He's allowed eight home runs in his career at Yankee Stadium. Versus Aaron Judge, 
not going to be a surprise. Judge does who, who who doesn't judge do well against right? Aaron Judge nine for twenty four. That's a three seventy five batting average against Kevin Gosman. Three home runs and six walks. Now Gosman has ten strikeouts in there, so he's fought back a little bit. We'll, we'll watch that matchup on Sunday. The rest of the current Yankees, oh boy, they've also hit Kevin Gosman well in their career against them. The, the rest of the Yankees combined to hit 300 against Gosman. Now, we have talked about the 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 one glass half full, certainly, for the Blue Jays and Kevin Gosman in the start, as we've, we've looked in previous games at the fact that Stanton is out, and in the middle of that lineup right now, they have Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu. Well, those are two batters that Gosman has dominated. Those two combined just three for 15 versus Torres and, and LeMahieu. Sorry, three. those two are three for 15 against Gosman. Weekend series in New York. It includes a Manoa and Cole matinee. Wow, should be a lot of fun. I mean, go Jays, go. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We'll see you on Monday for our conversation with Locked On White Sox as we'll get you all set for the Blue Jays returning home for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series at the Rogers Center against the Chicago White Sox. For now, keep it locked on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and check out Locked On MLB. We'll close out with the words from the late, great Tom Cheek. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Hello, friends. Craig Ballard, Locked On Blue Jays. Wanted to make this quick bonus video to discuss the Blue Jays as they head to New York for a weekend series with the hated New York Yankees. Want to talk about Anthony Volpe, the 21-year-old rookie shortstop for the Yankees. Tons of hype, tons of excitement. Not only is he a big-time prospect, but he's playing shortstop as a 21-year-old rookie for the New York Yankees. Like it's It's a big deal, right? What I don't want, I don't want Blue Jay fans to just look on the surface and see his 193 batting average, which is one home run, and laugh and think, oh, good, we're catching this guy at a good time. The opposite is actually true. We're catching him when he's at his hottest. Last eight games, seven for 26 with eight walks. That's a 441 on base percentage, five stolen bases in there, and he scored a run in four of his last six games. He's gotten so hot, the Yankees actually have him in the leadoff spot at this point. Now, he's the other day he hit a leadoff home run, George Springerish hitting 278 in that leadoff spot with a 409 on base percentage and a 909 OPS. The young man's heating up. 